Look what we have here, Carlski. Bada boom. What the hell? Biggest nerds in the room. <laughs> Official WWE Comic Con moderators since 2012. All we see are a couple of top nerds. You're listening to Mo Lightning and Balls. Watch out for the low blow. On Wrestling Audio. All the way from Central Illinois and all the way from, where the hell are you? Uh, Portland, Oregon. Damn. What are you doing there? Um, here for uh, Wizard World. Ah. Uh, yeah. I thought you were just going to become some sort of like progressive hippie or something. Oh, man. My beard is nowhere near that good. And I don't have any flannel. But I'll probably buy some while I'm here. You got to start somewhere, and it is cold, so yes, makes a lot of sense. Maybe they can even buy uh, there. They may have flannel with beards attached, so you can hide Ooh. your real beard while you grow it in. It's probably some sort of head apparatus that has a, a fake man bun that then wraps around to your fake beard. Yeah, it's like a it's a hipster starter kit. I look forward to that. I look forward to next week's low blow when you're, I assume, back or, and or decided to live in Portland. Uh, the hipster review of SmackDown you'll have for us. Tune in next week to find out where I live. <laughs> well, the way I've bounced around on this website, it probably is pretty appropriate. I am Mo Lightning. Sure. He is Balls. Thank you for uh, recording all the way from uh, Portland as you get ready for the show. We're actually going to do something we haven't done in quite some time. <laughs> Our jobs. Our jobs. Yeah, Raw and SmackDown recaps coming up. And uh, I think the last time we truly had both Raw and SmackDown was like in November. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was kind of thinking that too. Uh, like it, I think it was before the top 50. It was, it's been a while. Like, I, and I don't know, maybe just cause of yeah. bad schedules or maybe one show wasn't covered. And the other one was either way. We got both. Uh, do want to cover something, a couple other topics real quick, including the pretty breaking news as of an hour or two before this recording that Roman Reigns is going to address his battle with leukemia on raw this week. What is your reaction to that? Oh, <sighs> Well, my reaction is kind of twofold, where it's like wrestling related and not. Like, number one, I have to think he's it, it's a good thing if he's going to show up on TV. I, I don't want to believe that he's going to show up on Monday Night Raw to be like, hey, guess what? I'm retiring. Hey, guess what? I'm losing the battle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't want to go that route, but yes. Like, but, but that's we got to bring it up. I mean, well, it's... Yeah, it's if it's going poorly, he's not showing up on Monday Night Raw to talk about it. And then wrestling-wise, you, you almost have to expect him to be like, I'm coming back. But I can't imagine you're physically able to do this. Like, I, I don't know about, you know, chemo. I don't know about therapy, any of that stuff. But I would have to assume that you're not physically able to wrestle at this point. Like he could say he's coming back, but it's not going to be, I assume it wouldn't be for WrestleMania. Like I can't imagine that he would just be in that great a shape already. Well, if you're judging by the rocks picture, he posted what a three weeks ago, a month ago of, oh, of him yeah. and his on screen brother. Now Roman Reigns, yes. Roman seemed to be in pretty good shape then, but I also don't yeah. know when that was you know if that picture was from that day or yeah. where in the process it was i do think it's also in the realm of possibility wwe is just trying to pop ratings so he may literally just be showing up to give us an update <laughs> yeah it could be right like hey these nxt guys worked but they're not going to work two weeks in a row come tell us about your leukemia uh, wwe as shown by the last few weeks is really grasping at straws trying to figure out what's going to work they're trying to give us an unpredictability and, and in many cases they are doing just that and other cases falling quite flat so oh, so roman that... i think showing up is not one that that i believe people should get their hopes up for i believe yeah. he is just there to make an appearance i do believe he's probably going to interact with somebody because let's say he's not quite ready to go uh, to return to wrestling by WrestleMania, this mm -hmm. may be the last true chance we get to see him, Rollins, and Ambrose 
interacting yeah. in the same ring. I could see that. Like, I also read a report at some point that the three of them are what beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, which is not something I want, but I did hear about that. So him kind of showing up would almost give the precursor to that. I want some sort of interaction where Roman gets in Dean's face or something and goes, you did that on when on the night I, you know, announced I was leaving, like, and then him go, except for, I feel Ambrose's response is going to be like, eh, <laughs> yeah, if the rumors are true that he went off script two weeks ago and he's just like, hey, beat the beast, slay the beast, whatever. And yeah. that was it. And he was yeah. supposed to expand upon that statement and he yeah. didn't. Uh, but I, I believe it's probably to put a bit of uh, finality behind some of these storylines. Dean Ambrose yeah. at this point is leaving after WrestleMania sometime uh, yeah. in April, supposedly. So, you know, maybe they start a storyline now that is non wrestling competitive for Roman yeah. Reigns doesn't mean he can't show up. I'm sure he's probably well enough to be able to make physical appearances. Uh, yeah. Um, I think he did like a car show appearance recently, signing autographs. So like he can travel like that. That's kind of how I've been judging his leukemia battle. I'm like, well, he's good enough to film a movie and he's good enough to travel. So he must be doing okay. Yeah, you want to keep yourself busy. Now, that's yeah. that's the well, thing yeah. I think a lot of people are, I don't know if taking for granted is uh, the expression I'm looking for here, but all because he's battling leukemia doesn't mean he's bedridden the entire time. No, no, no. Because it's amazing that people are like, oh, I... if he's doing this, he must be good to go. And then now people, the conspiracy theorists, that think he's faking it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That he and totally or WWE is faking it just to make sure we never boo him again. I think that's a lot. I love a good conspiracy <laughs> theory. That's a little too far fetched for me. Wow! Yes. Um, so <laughs> I, I think he just shows up. I think he interacts, maybe gets involved in a storyline. But I do, I personally do not believe he is announcing a return just yet. Here is the easiest way to know how this is going to go. If he walks out and he doesn't have a vest on. It's not going well. <laughs> and they they also keep in these announcements, like when Vince McMahon tweeted it out, uh, which, by the way, willing to bet Vince McMahon doesn't handle his own tweets. Anyway, no, I'm, yeah, I'm... when that account tweeted it out, they're still using his real name. So I think that could be a not-so-subtle reminder that he's not wrestling yet. Yeah, yeah. Or we could be wrong. Maybe he, he shows up and uh, wins the Universal Championship Monday night. <laughs> you know what the cure for leukemia is gold what or whatever this red substance is <laughs> red pleather and gold <laughs> and then he's like you know what maybe this belt gave me leukemia i need daniel <laughs> bryan's belt and they change the fast lane main event uh, and then becky lunch gets involved and it all What's becomes Becky a cluster Lynch from there. Here? But yeah, Roman Reigns showing up. It's got people talking already just hours after the announcement. I'm sure people are going to continue speculating till we finally see what happens Monday night. But, you know, as long as it's a positive diagnosis, a positive update, well, I yeah. think we'll all be okay with no matter what he does. Yes. You know, we, like you said, we don't want this to be a bad one. And, and hopefully it's not a, an official, okay, this isn't getting any better. I, I'm officially done. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, hopefully it's not a retirement. I think WWE would, I hate to say, uh, promote and uh, make, I don't want to say make light of a bad situation. I can't see them promoting that, hey, Roman Reigns retires this week on Raw. Uh, it's like they're yeah, going to want know. people to know, but at yeah. the same time, it's like capitalizing on yeah. on a real life tragedy. And you already know enough fans don't like that. Yeah, but I mean, with Edge's, did they say Edge was retiring, or did they say Edge has an announcement to make? Uh, Edge has an announcement, and it was very like short notice. And then I think the rumors quickly s s circled around the internet, saying, yeah. "Oh, he's being he's retiring. His neck's too bad." Okay. So it got. I mean, it was kind of leaked ahead of time, but it was just an announcement. Yeah. That's what I was trying to remember. Okay. You know, Paige had an announcement. Daniel Bryan had an announcement. So, yeah. you know, they, they don't really promote it. But at the same time, you know, 
Okay. Maybe you do. I don't know. I suppose no, it's... No, so, so we got it. We figured it out. Update, good. Announcement, bad. There you go. There you go. See? Mark that. Add that to the next unwritten rules of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. You, I got you. All right, all right. So either way, Roman's showing up. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens on Monday. I want to give an update on uh, the firings predictions that we did about a month ago, where yeah. uh, we both called six different names uh, between WWE, AEW, and all companies of stars no longer with the company. You're officially on the board with Hideo Itami. Yeah. So you're up one nothing. However, one of mine has requested his release. Ooh. That being Ty Dillinger, the perfect 10. Uh, yeah. Supposedly trying to get out of WWE, no follow-up uh, in any tweets saying that he was granted. Mm-hmm. WWE has not done any. We wish whatever the yeah. hell his real name is the best. And Ronnie something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so it could happen. I mean, we're recording this on a Thursday night. Back in the day, WWE used to only do these firings, terminations, releases <laughs> on Fridays. Yeah. Things have changed uh, since then, but I may be I may be on the board here soon. Which, hell, even just with your one, we're one better than in 2018. We really are. Um, I don't know. Like it, it's funny because there's so many things about him requesting it that's different than say the revival or somebody. Like we got reports that other people requested it, and like obviously nothing happened. Revival ended up getting a push out of it. Um, Ty Dillinger posted like this long letter after his request, basically thanking everyone, thanking pe- different people by name, production, uh, creative, whatever, th- just thanking people. And to me, that was either premature or he knows something that we don't know. And uh, what what is that yeah. something that he is yeah. has been released or the beginning of a massive heel turn? <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. And then... Um, Oh, one of the things, and I don't remember who it was. It was someone in WWE Creative. I don't think it was Road Dog, but it, there was a tweet that said, um, "The squeaky wheel doesn't always get the grease. Sometimes it gets replaced." And then it said, "It, it all depends how it squeaks." <laughs> and I'm like, "That's that has to be a dig at either people thinking he's going to get a push." Because the revival got a push after requesting a release. I don't know. I didn't see him on SmackDown. I would. So the way I look at this is he requested his release. He did state in this long uh, message that he wanted to get ahead of any reports. Yeah. I mean, it could be legit that he's just trying to get ahead before anything leaks and he's bitter or, you know, people start trying to fill in pieces that aren't there. Yeah. Or. Again, it's controlled, and it's this is a part of a bigger picture plan. Again, that seems to me a bit con- conspiracy theory <laughs> again. But yes. uh, he he's a guy who has had, dare I say, multiple opportunities. Whereas the Revival had a huge run in NXT, and they got called up to the main roster, and WWE didn't do anything with them. So their frustration yes. lies with, we haven't even been really given a shot to earn you know, more respect on the main roster where maybe you could argue the same thing with Ty Dillinger, but this is not his first gimmick in the company. And it just doesn't seem that he can continually click with the crowd in long running feuds. Yeah, I don't. And let's be straight up honest here. Has he had a long running feud? Like, have we tried? I personally make him an iconic. Okay. Why not? I mean, he's he's engaged to one of them now. Yeah, that's. Exactly. I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I, no. WWE I mean, is in that spot where you have a ton of talent, and you can either pay them to do nothing, mm-hmm. or you try to use them. But not everybody can get a push, and, and you still got those young stars in NXT that you want to see move up. They not everybody is going to remain employed, and eventually there's going to be at least one pretty talented individual let go. Yep. Ty might be a safer choice for WWE to let go if they're not keeping him, like, yeah, to be an iconic or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because he doesn't have the star power or name value or even just the buzz that even a revival has. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. The the elite with the f the revival stuff. Like there is a built in storyline there where Ty Dillinger doesn't have that luxury. No. no, he does not. So WWE doesn't want to lose him. They don't want to lose Finn Balor and some of these other stars that are supposedly upset because they can immediately bounce somewhere and make a an impact. But uh, yeah. Ty Dillinger. He's going to have to be a different name. Ronnie, whatever, is probably not going to set the Indies on fire, <laughs> at least not right away. Yeah. It's not a disrespect to his talent. Please do not take that as such. He's a very talented guy, but... He is. Um, not everybody gets that push. That's the thing. And if he has a chance to go out gracefully, awesome. You know, if he's okay with the departure and WWE's okay with the departure, who's to say in three, five years he can't be back and, and feuding with Drew McIntyre for the world title? Yeah. That's how that works. I mean, a lot of stars do take time, and then they come back. Now we're we're so hopeful that AEW is just going to be so impressive that no star's ever going to return to WWE. But <laughs> sometimes you just need that break as well. Yeah. Christian Cage did that in uh, Impact Wrestling. Yeah, he did a really nice. Uh, I I think it was an interview or something where he said that he needed to bet on himself. So all these, he's like, I would never tell anyone to quit WWE. But there is something to be said for betting on yourself that proving that you can be that main event star that you think you can be. So if Dillinger is trying to bet on himself, I, I can't complain. Yeah. I mean, if he believes he's a main eventer, then he's got to try and make that happen. WWE, that's nowhere near in the foreseeable future, but at least somewhere else he has a fresh start. So... Yeah. I think he's he's going to be granted his release sooner than later. Uh, we just don't know when that is. If WWE yeah. is smart, they'd probably do it before WrestleMania so they don't have to pay him. <laughs> yes, that way he doesn't end up in a battle royal. Right, or a ladder match, and then he gets his <laughs> WrestleMania moment and leaves two days afterwards. <laughs> and the last thing uh, I want to bring up, and I don't know if this is in any of your notes or whatnot, but uh, it was proposed to me, a pitched to me, uh, a possible New Day storyline going into Fastlane and WrestleMania that I actually really like. Okay. Uh, and and I'll tell you, this is the only New Day breakup idea I will listen to right now. Oh, okay. Because New Day doesn't want to break up. They don't want to no. feud. Like, they, they're all okay doing their own thing, but they don't want to break up. And I yes. like the idea of actually having some sort of feud or, or faction or team that doesn't feud with one another. Yeah. I'm okay with that. It's so rare. It would be great. And those guys are legitimately such good friends. It would almost be, for me, difficult to buy uh, that Xavier and Kofi are feuding when I also exactly. see them on up, up, down, down the next week. Exactly. So I like the idea of them not doing so. But for a month, let's say at Fastlane the New Day turns on Kofi Kingston and aligns themselves with Daniel Bryan, kind of goes straight-laced for a little bit. Kofi is just it's kind of screwed over. You know, Kofi's upset, but a bigger star, much like the Becky Lynch syndrome, where now you feel even worse for Kofi Kingston and you want yeah. him to beat all their asses even more. Somehow, because maybe because of the screw job, maybe he works his ass off, but Kofi gets that title shot at WrestleMania against Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Where during the middle of the match, the New Day turns on Rowan at ringside. Maybe Harper's there, too. And they're there just to even the score, to even the odds. And uh, their reasoning, you'll find out later, is Kofi Kingston winning the belt's great. Kofi Kingston winning the belt at WrestleMania is bootylicious. <laughs> and so like, it was explained to me in a bit more depth, you know, oh, this yeah. idea. I just wanted to kind of... Uh, summarize it, but I'm like, I like that. It's a temporary, it kind of teases the New Day feud that so many people are desperate to see, but then yeah. you see that they do it for all the right reasons, or maybe they're all in on it together. Maybe even Kofi knew it was happening. That that would be my part of it, is that you find out later that Kofi knew that he was just playing along with what was going on. And then... Uh, then the the person that pitched this idea, he had asked, he goes, well, uh, don't really know what happens with the belt, though. Daniel Bryan's belt, I don't know if that really works for anybody else. I go, well, Daniel Bryan refuses to give up the belt. Daniel Bryan says, okay, you're the champion. You go back to that other championship belt. Mm -hmm. This one is mine. And then 
it almost becomes a new version of the million dollar championship with the eco or the, the, the earth friendly belt becomes his own thing. Yes. And so Kofi can bring back a more typical looking current title and, and move on to whatever his feud and Daniel Bryan can still be the world's champion or earth's or the universe. <laughs> I don't know. I think all of those are covered. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, Kofi should have some sort of spinning pancake belt. That would be. I I have the visual of him winning, and instead of confetti falling down, it's pancakes. Oh God, that'd be <laughs> that'd be so awful. But it'd be fantastic for me not being in the crowd for it. <laughs> I think like, it'd I probably be a pretty it. controlled drop. There wouldn't be any fans <laughs> trying to blow them all over the arena. I don't think. No, no. Can you imagine being in charge of that, being the stagehand and the production team members that had to produce? Oh, we need about 100,000 pancakes. And we're going to need them by 9 p.m. <laughs> it would be, uh, yeah, a little little cray-cray yes, there. Especially if WrestleMania is outside, like in a stadium. You have to like figure out how you're going to drop it in a dome that's open. Oh, so many logistical issues. That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, but I like that that idea. The general idea yeah. that New Day, they're responsible for him not winning at Fast Lane, but responsible for him winning in the biggest stage of them all. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. <laughs> then people be like, "How how did you know he was going to get a rematch?" <laughs> like, oh, unless again, unless they attack part? him and cause the DQ, yeah, sort yeah. of, you know. They were banking on it. They were betting on yeah. it or something, you know, but yeah, it, yeah. Uh, I like it. I like the idea. We'll see if that happens or not. A lot of, a lot of contradicting rumors, which I don't know if we'll cover in your SmackDown recap or not, but you know, uh, a lot of uh, talk that WWE is extending Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania and the other confirmed reports is Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens. Ah, uh, Okay. Those are that's that seems to be those are the two biggest odds makers right now is that Kofi continues that feud champion or not. Um, and then there's also the possibility of Kofi wins at fast lane, defends against somebody else. And Daniel Bryan still takes on Kevin Owens, just not for the belt. Yeah. But hmm. I think that one that to me seems a bit more far fetched only because Kevin yeah. Owens has been gone for quite some time. Uh, yeah. They're going to have to reintroduce him quickly and really get a good reason for these main eventers to start feuding a month out from WrestleMania. Yeah. Especially without a belt too. But then if there is a belt attached, why is Kevin Owens in front of that line? Yeah, exactly. Unless he just wins that. Okay. Every member of the roster is going to compete in this match. And Kevin Owens just <laughs> wins shockingly. Just but. shows up for like, Hey, I was here. There's a movie next door. I was taking my kids. And I was picking <laughs> up pizza. I heard there was a battle Royal. So I thought I'd show up, thought I'd help out. Yeah, so I thought I'd win this here Battle Royal. Hey, Shane, what's going on, man? Hey, man. We'll get back to SmackDown here momentarily, yeah. but let's do something we haven't done in a while, the Raw Recap. Ooh. And they wanted to go out on their own terms, not like this. The highs and lows of Monday night. A magic killer through the table. It's time for your Raw Recap. I know, so excited to do this. Six eyes, six lows for a three-hour program. Did you watch Raw this week? Yeah, you watched Raw because we were both bitching about it. <laughs> yes. What a I weird did. show this week. It's like, it was so bad I was fascinated by it. Uh, the parts that were good were good, and then the parts that were bad were, what the so grossly yeah. inconsistent and like i think i think i can explain why i watch monday night raw uh, most weeks because it's like free entrance into an amusement park <laughs> and i just ride a roller coaster for three hours yeah I, I got you there's some highs some lows there's waiting around waiting for something to happen i mean i normally it, go get a snack during it i mean it all makes sense take pictures when, with mascots when, oh yeah when you re hear this stuff now that you know it was being rewritten Things or parts were still being written while the show was happening. You you see it now. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. That there, way, yes. Yeah, there was no shock to that, no. No, not at all. <laughs> there was no shock to that. Uh, we, I, I will elaborate on a couple of these items on both the good and bad list. We'll start with the highlights. With the number six highlight, the Lafayette crowd not responding to WWE. Oh, God. what And that pisses me off at every show. 
why are you there if you're not going to do something? Uh, Boo, the the best way to send a message, if you don't like the product, is mm-hmm. to don't spend money on it. Don't don't yes. spend money on the sponsors. Don't buy tickets to the show. Don't even watch the show. Like That's the proactive way mm-hmm. of sending a message. But if you are going to be there... Maybe maybe you bought the tickets because these tickets don't go on sale a week in advance. They go out months no. in advance. So yes. maybe months ago you liked the direction and now you don't. You're there. It's it's your prerogative. If you want to sit on your hands, that's the best way to send a message at the show. Yes. You know, if you hate Roman Reigns and you're booing him, as we've always said, or John Cena, WWE just feeds into that. They just hear cha-ching, cha-ching every time you boo. Yes. But if you're just sitting there on your hands and you can't even hear the munching of nacho chips, then <laughs> the WWE's like, whoa, what are we doing wrong? Whoa, whoa, nacho chips. So so I'm proud that Lafayette did not just force a reaction to certain segments. Yeah. Certain segments. Number five highlight, Ruby <laughs> Riot actually got offense in on Monday. Yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah. Why... Why she had a better outing the next night than the first night, I don't know. In ring-wise, I don't know. Promotionally, I understand what WWE did, but Ruby's too good to be squashed on a pay-per-view and then maybe get a better showing for really no apparent reason the next night. Well, I don't know. I read reports during all of the rewrites that that was supposed to be Alexa Bliss. But because something about the show was supposed to be centered around Seth Rollins... They couldn't do it because he wasn't cleared to compete, so they had to rewrite everything. And the match originally was supposed to be much shorter, which is why it was supposed to be Ronda and Alexa Bliss. But then they needed someone who could actually wrestle Ronda longer, so they went with a rematch with Ruby Riot. And so many things that are absurd in that to me, but that's what I read anyway. Rewrites be damned. It's, it's mm-hmm. still... We just wonder as fans, you know, we we understand the machine. We read these reports if they're true or not. We're we're in that world, so uh, maybe we're better educated, maybe not. We like to think we are. Uh, but if you're a casual fan watching and you're not reading the rumor mills, you're not on the internet looking this stuff up. You're gonna wonder what Ruby did to earn another shot. Yeah, that's true. Normally, you don't get squashed, and then you get another title opportunity or non-title or whatever. You just don't get that next chance. Yeah. Unless it's a comedy bit of, like, Santino being tossed out of the Rumble in one second. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Okay, fine. We're going to give you another chance. Maybe not the Rumble, but you know what I mean. That oh, yeah, no, concept. So, it was nice to see Ruby, regardless of what led up to the match. She got offense in. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well done. Uh, number four, while we can praise Ricochet up and down, he had a great spotlight in that tag match with Finn Balor against Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I think it should be pointed out, and this is the highlight, that Leo Rush got to show how good he is. Yes, I would agree with that totally. I mean, he may not have gotten a lot of offense, and a lot of it was just him going toe-to-toe, keeping up to speed with mm-hmm. Ricochet, and then taking his offensive moves for the most part. But he was staying up to speed with Ricochet, and, you know, the the announcers are gushing over the former Prince Puma, and rightfully so, but Leo Rush is good, too, and this match, you know, hinted at it. Like, if you watch 205 Live, especially when Leo Rush debuted, Mm -hmm. Leo is arguably faster than Ricochet, so, like, his, his ability to stop on a dime and turn and I'm glad he got to show some of it on Raw. Exactly. Leo is good. Most of us probably listening to this show have experienced him in some form in NXT, 205 Live, maybe on the indies. Either way, he's good. And Raw hasn't really showcased that. That's not his character. But in this week, he got to do so. So hopefully a little bit more in the future. We get more glimpses of that. Number three highlight from Raw, uh, DIY versus The Revival. Obviously not Mm -hmm. NXT TakeOver quality, but a good showcase wrestling-wise for both teams. Yes, it was. You know, it was the internet excitement that night, of course, when they announced that DIY, uh, you know, these NXT upstarts are taking on The Revival. Anybody that watches NXT is like, what? 
Wait a minute. And there was a lot of excitement. And I don't know. I didn't get my hopes up. I know it's Monday Night Raw. We most likely aren't going to get a match of the year middle of the card on Monday Night Raw. But you never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, continuing on with NXT number two highlight, Alistair versus Elias. Uh, I don't like Elias losing quite so much, but he does have the type of character that can take that loss without much harm. But Alistair Black got a nice, dare I say, rub out of it. I agree. Uh, it's... I, I also agree with what you say about Elias, that he shouldn't be losing as often as he does. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's... Elias is almost in that spot where Braun Strowman was going into WrestleMania last year. Mm -hmm. Where they're saving him in case they need something bigger, but they don't really have a plan for him. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So hopefully they figure that out, uh, and hopefully it doesn't involve him teaming uh, with, uh, you know, an elementary age kid or a junior high kid or a high schooler, you know, because Elias go, go, like, just give something worthwhile to Elias to do. He can lose now, but let him do something at WrestleMania decent, please. <laughs> please? Please. And then the number one highlight from Monday Night Raw, a day before Raw. If you would have gone on the internet on Sunday and said, oh, these four NXT stars, Ricochet, Gargano, Champa, and Black are going to be on Raw this week, we'd be like, shut up. That doesn't make any sense. But they did show up on Raw this week, and <laughs> that was a nice surprise. It was a good surprise. I mean, awesome. there's so much questions, so many yes. questions oh, related yeah. to all of this and how this got set up. There's a rumor that uh, Triple H wasn't even told till Monday morning that these stars were going to be it. Show. I mean, like, yeah. If all, if any of this is true or even remotely true, they tried to put together something very short notice that, you know, maybe didn't always have the best results, or we could have booked better in hindsight. But you know, it was fresh, it was different, and it did boost the ratings. Yeah, and, and like I, because I read some of the same reports and it was like allegedly Vince didn't know what four he was getting. He just asked for the four best wrestlers on the NXT roster. And that's the four he got. And if that's the truth, then that's, yeah, it's a hell of a compliment to those four. It is. That's, but I'm also going, wait, well, what about so-and-so? Yeah. Uh -huh. this yeah person? That, no matter what you're damned, if you do damned, if you don't, yeah, you can only sure. pick four. Uh, yeah. And moving Adam Cole up without the rest of the group would be Which, questionable, I would say. Which, and this could be a whole thing, you know, this is probably going to be an ongoing topic until it's clarified. We don't know that this was an actual call up to the main roster yet. I don't know that this has ever been clarified anywhere. And, and looking like, at the NXT tapings, there's at least two of those stars, actually all four, have mm -hmm. a continued storyline moving forward. Yes, where it was... And this could just be a, a showcase or an exhibition since it happened on Raw and SmackDown, which we'll get to mine here in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But we don't know exactly if this was just a, a, hey, a special thing that Vince wanted to try to jumpstart ratings or if these guys actually got called up to the main roster. It would be so weird to do four more call-ups right before WrestleMania. Yeah, it could just be trying to switch things up. It's mm -hmm. not that these guys are not Raw superstars or SmackDown superstars. It's just these guys got a spotlight on Raw. Watch out when it is their time. Yes. That's kind of what – that's where my head is right now, that it's just that. But there are a lot of other places reporting that these four guys got called up to the main roster. So I don't And it know. could be both. Kevin Owens was our uh, NXT world champion when he got called up to the main roster and worked both for a while. That's true. I do. I remember that now. So I think it's quite possible, especially I, I don't want to reference too much in the in the NXT spoilers. If you do watch and you don't want to, yeah. you know, have it spoiled for you there. There's at least one pretty important feud that's going to happen. So, yep. you know, we'll, I, we'll see what happens. But that's fun. I, I like that we are, we're speculating about this and we don't know what direction they're going. Maybe WWE doesn't even know what direction they're going, but it's fun. Gets us talking about it. And in a good way, a good something to talk about. Yes. Number six, low light, going to the flip side of things. This is not deja vu. You are not imagining this. Number six would be the Lafayette crowd not responding to WWE. <laughs> and like, like you said, if you're paying for these tickets, have some life. And, you know, I'm sure there's some individuals that were trying to have a bit of liveliness to them. And you can only do so much for, you know, 
one individual or one group can't rile up a whole crowd in most cases, but yikes, that crowd was rough. Oh, yeah, it was. That crowd was so bad. Uh, Number five, low light for Monday Night Raw. How does Corbin and Strowman make a tables match boring? Man, that that, that tables match was so uneventful, even Skype fell asleep during it. (laughs) Even just talking about it, the internet's like, eh, I'm going to set this one out. That's what happened. Wow. All right, well, um... Yeah, seriously though, how I, I, I was it just too much Baron Corbin control, or or is, was it because we already saw Braun Strowman go through two tables the night before with the help of two people that then didn't show up on Monday Night Raw to help Bra or Baron out? <laughs> yes, there's definitely that. It's just like but, okay, so last night, like or the Sunday night, the night before, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, Bobby Lashley's gonna help out Baron Corbin. All right, yeah, Drew McIntyre's gonna come out Monday Night Raw. I don't know you. I don't know. I got my own problems now. <laughs> I don't know. I, d- I don't know why they're continuing to push this Baron Braun thing. Like, it's done. Yeah. I Let don't it understand go. it. Let it go. Yes. Yeah. It's, I, once again, another year without Braun Strowman having a, a direct uh, path to WrestleMania. Wonderful. Number three, low light. No, number four, low light from uh, Monday Night Raw. Anything that Tucker and Dale do. Oh, yeah. Uh. Yeah, I just, everybody else calls them heavy machinery. Uh, and I know there's like Tucker and I, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Otis. Oh, there you go. I just call him Tucker and Dale like that that movie. And, and I call him that because I enjoyed that movie more than I enjoyed them as a tag team. Well, it's funny because I like them as a tag team, but all this crap about... Oh, man. Oh, we're going to remove your last names, which is a thing that WWE does constantly. But to Tucker Knight and Otis, okay, I get it. Dozovic is hard. But <laughs> I don't understand what the hell they're doing. And and they're, they're, they're these blue-collar, dare yeah. I say, low-class individuals. Mm-hmm. And, and here's Lacey Evans be like, ooh. <laughs> exactly. I, <laughs> exactly like that. Ooh. She gave him the googly eyes and everything, and I don't get it. I I I don't get it. I don't either. Number three, low light. Uh, we needed Heyman out in the ring to introduce himself, introducing a Lesnar package. Uh, yeah, apparently. Like they, I know they had a show like based around Seth Rollins. Supposedly, uh, mm-hmm. they need to make this happen. Even if he's not wrestling, they need. Film vignettes, bring it via satellite, whatever you got to do, because I have no interest in Seth and Brock right now, and Heyman can only do so much for that. Yes. Yeah, that's... Number two low light was very close to being the number one low light. The quote, and he said this about a couple different stars, but the one I first caught was, he gained a name during halftime heat. Michael Cole talking about Ricochet. Yep. Really? That's that's where he made his name was halftime heat? Well, I mean, you look at the numbers, Halftime Heat was really, really, like, well-watched, but I'm pretty sure he gained a name well before that. It's just, there's better ways to term that. Yes, you may have seen him on, yeah. Yeah. Many of you introduced uh, for the first time to Ricochet, and they also said this about Johnny Gargano, too, that yeah. he made his name on halftime. He... Come on, <laughs> there's... I don't know if you're disrespecting your NXT brand or just not thinking things out very well. Or you're just assuming that the casual audience does not watch NXT. Yeah, we don't know the numbers to know what no. the week-to-week NXT numbers are to halftime. He... And that's yeah, that's fine, but... Yeah, I don't know. This is this is the best. These guys are beating your superstars. Mm-hmm. The ones that show up every single week. So, I don't know, maybe we don't treat them as no-namers. Yeah. I don't know, it's just, it's, uh, it's odd. But what I chose is the number one low light for Monday Night Raw this week. The Revival losing to a team that's not really a team. And even if they were a team, <laughs> the two team members weren't exactly acting like themselves. No, no, they were not. If this was NXT... And Chad Gable is mouthing off to Tomasa Champa. <laughs> Champa would have bit his head off. Just wait. 
I'm like, but he's like, no, no, it's, uh, we're here to make a difference. Uh, we're here to educate the youth or whatever he said. I don't know, but. God, I hope he said we're here to educate the youth. We're here to educate the youth. I like, <laughs> I like that, that Rude and Gable are questioning why these, these guys are getting a shot, uh, against the tag champions. Who are these guys? You know, you're great in NXT, but you got to start the back of the line. Yeah. And, and Champa and Gargano, I think they were being positioned to be the good guys in this I match. That was also kind of confusing because if you do yes. follow NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we're watching what could have been a really good match, but casual fans don't know who, you're, who to cheer for. It was just kind of poorly thought out. Yes. Yes, it was. It's Gargano was there, but he wasn't really acting like that lovable baby face that at least could have helped sell the team. It's just, yeah, you could tell there was definitely some rewrites going on, some lack of planning. I gave Raw exactly. three out of a possible six lightning bolts, just because, like you said, the good was so good and the bad was just so head scratchingly bad. Yes, I think three is comfortable just because I still don't know what to think about the damn show. <laughs> And I'm a couple days removed. We move over to your show. Let's talk the Tuesday night program with your SmackDown recap. Talking the good and the bad of the blue brand. No, we don't have a world title, so we're going to call a universal title, <laughs> a galaxy title. These guys are going to be the Milky Way tag team champions. <laughs> it's your SmackDown recap. Four and a half highs, four and a half lows for the two-hour program. Highlight number four and a half. And this match is really only kind of funny to you if you know backstage stuff. Uh, Alistair Black versus Andrade. What you may not know about this is that a couple, within the last two months, Alistair Black ran off and married Zelina Vega. Yeah, you, so, lock, you locked that shit up once you got it. Yeah, you don't yeah. let that go. No, 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 no. No, you don't, Austin Aries. Uh, or, or or Alistair Black, watch out for Corey Graves. <laughs> oh. See, see, you laughed at that. We made a joke earlier this week on social, and one dude got very pissed. That's not even funny. He was separated before he dated Carp. It's like, that's not even a joke. The joke doesn't even make sense. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Too, you just don't like it. It's still, it, it makes sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but thank you for separated first. For laughing out loud. Funny. I appreciate yes. that. But yes, I laughed out loud. So, yes, Alistair Black married Deslena Vega. Alistair Black beating the crap out of Zelina Vega's client, <laughs> Andrade. Yeah, it's... I, I thought it was great. It just made me laugh watching, like, she's supposed to be freaking out about this guy beating her client up. And I'm just imagining her, like, she's really proud of him because he's here. <laughs> but she's also, like, very, very acting upset, which I thought was... The di- the whole dichotomy of it was very funny. To yeah, me. it it was it was it was fun. Yeah, there's definitely an extra layer there, and I would say that Zelina was almost a little bit more animated than usual. Yeah, I would th- say so. Uh, highlight number four: a ten year old Randy Orton callback. Yes, during a feud <laughs> with Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton, and I think this was even over the race car. This is the incident that I said was a feud, and it was like three matches in a row, and <laughs> Mo gave me crap for a year because I kept referring to it as a feud. And he's, it's not a feud. It's a series of matches. <laughs> well, you know, Whatever. there has to be some back and forth when it's just Randy Orton <laughs> pretty much dominating. It's... Yes. So Randy Orton, 10 years ago, Randy Orton dropped – Kofi Kingston with an RKO and just yelled stupid, stupid, stupid at him. Like whatever he did. I think he messed up in the ring. Something happened. This. So during the match on SmackDown Live, you can see Kofi Kingston hits Randy Orton with a clothesline. More almost more of a lariat off the ropes. And when Randy Orton hits the ground, Kofi Kingston just turns to him and goes, Stupid, stupid, stupid. That I mean that was was, awesome. That was awesome. Like like, it didn't even click in my head right away. Yes, I was like, oh, it's like why does that sound so familiar? Yeah, I'm like, wait, what's what's so stupid? It's and then I'm like, Uh oh, Oh. the brain is working now. Yeah. Oh god, so good. I loved it. Uh, Highlight number three: 
um, during the interaction between McMahon, The Miz, and The Usos, I like the fact that The Usos brought up that they do not immediately get a rematch. Oh, what? Well, we're not doing automatic rematches anymore. Like, yeah, you be the team that points that out against a McMahon. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, there, there, was, there was logic put in one of the two shows this week. Yeah. And it so, wasn't yeah, I mine. Enjoyed... <laughs> well, mine had a whole extra day. Yeah, and it shows. It shows. <laughs> no, I, I love that they, they brought that up because it, it seems like even half the things that, you know, the McMahons and Triple H said a month ago, you know, either aren't panning out or just don't seem to be developed to maybe the way the crowd or, or we ourselves wanted them to, to develop. But, you know, no automatic rematch is something that's easy to do or easy to say. I think we said this when they announced it. It was like, oh, well, creative is actually going to have to be, you know, creative. And you can't use the whole automatic rematch clut, uh, crutch. So, mm-hmm. so this time they are getting the automatic rematch. But at least the Usos brought it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... That's the stuff that that the little things that we always preach that help sell storylines. Yes, just a little bit of logic can go a long way. Yes. Uh, number two highlight was Ricochet versus Eric Young. Um, I thought it, it was a good match. It was a good use of both of them. Eric Young has been off of TV with Sanity for a while. I mean, we've talked many times about. Uh, Twitter and Killian Dane and, and Alexander Wolf being upset that they were not even on the road uh, off of TV. Hashtag where's sanity. Um, so the fact that they all showed up was good. The match itself was good. Ricochet can pretty much go with anyone, which I think is one of the reasons he's so well liked. But also, I felt it made a good use of a mid-card match because six of your main stars... We're in the main event, so they can't wrestle, yeah. or, or they're, they're they're in one segment, so you can't you don't have them anywhere else on the show. Mustafa Ali is injured, so he's not really there. He's there you in have, my heart. It's because he's the heart of SmackDown Live. <sighs> he was the heart of Two Hundred Five Live. Now he's the heart of SmackDown Live, and he's the heart of the disabled list. That also. So it was a good use of really a mid-card talent in, in Eric Young and the use of Ricochet. And then number one highlight, if it's anything but Kofi Kingston being announced as the number one contender for Fastlane, then you're wrong. Because there's so many things about that moment that are amazing. Shane McMahon comes out, and he's doing, you know he's going through his spiel, and Xavier Woods is yelling, Say his name! Say his <laughs> name! Even AJ Styles, I, I had to watch the video four or five times just to keep watching it. AJ, AJ is pointing at Kofi going, say it! Say it! Like, these guys are genuinely happy mm-hmm. that it's Kofi getting the shot. And I think that says an insane amount about Kofi, about the respect he has backstage. I, I think it speaks volumes that, like, AJ... All intents and purposes should want that spot, but no, he was vocal that he wants Kofi to have that match with Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. So, even though in the Cleveland market it's been AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan advertised, so that subject to change, I guess. But so we're going to get Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston at Fastlane, and I think that's awesome. Oh, that's it's outstanding. Like even just talking about it gives me goosebumps that, you right? know, <clears throat> to see somebody get a deserved opportunity. This is not a guarantee he is winning that world title, but for oh. him to be taken seriously as a singles competitor after so long, after pretty much being relegated down to the tag division. Yes. Is great. It's outstanding. The crowd wants to see it. It's great that the WWE is embracing it because I have no doubt six months ago when they're looking at the WrestleMania card, they're thinking, <laughs> we're going to have a random member of the New Day against, eh, let's go with <laughs> Daniel Bryan. You know, I'm sure that wasn't in their plans, but they're they're adjusting on the fly and rightfully so because this is the feel-good story. It is. And, like, had Mustafa Ali not got a concussion from getting punched in the face, 
this wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. it, you know, the rumors are, you know, Mustafa Ali was supposed to be the one to go an hour on SmackDown Live. Yeah. Like, this really was supposed to build and create Mustafa Ali. And Kofi Kingston's a freaking workhorse. Oh, hey, you need someone to do that? Yeah, I got you. Oh, yeah. you need someone to carry Elimination Chamber? Yeah, I got it. And that's the thing is, Mustafa Ali, I think people respect him, but I don't think mm -hmm. he's to that level that he would have this crowd support anywhere no. near the level of Kofi. Nope. Because we've no. seen and, and Kofi. We've grown with Kofi. We've... We, we really kind of have. Like, I, well, I mean, knew Kofi when he was Jamaican. I know, like, when he had an accent, yeah. When he was on ECW, like, that's how far we go back. Yeah, I mean, it's he's a guy that's been in the company, a workhorse that... Mm -hmm. Unlike a workhorse in Dolph Ziggler, who has had world titles on yes. his resume, Kofi hasn't. And, and Kofi's been a multi-time tag team champion, but he's always, dare I, well, not always, but quite often has been the Marty Jannetty. You know, him and CM Punk. Yeah. You know, CM Punk was the chosen star. Kofi was there to, you know, to work, so CM Punk didn't get injured. I, I, I would say Kofi and Evan Bourne. I would say Evan Bourne when they were airborne. Uh uh, Evan Bourne was probably the star of that tag team. It's hard to look back and remember. And like <laughs> now you're like, oh, well, Kofi's still in the company. How is he the Marty Jannetty? But at that time, Evan Bourne was getting a lot of love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shucks. <laughs> oh, shucks. The, yeah, I, I just can't. Now, now, I am I am a little, I'm upset that we don't have the means to access alternate dimensions. Um, because okay. Kofi King or uh, Xavier Woods say his name and then AJ yeah. pointing and then Shane McMahon announces AJ Styles is your guy. Oh man! To see what that reaction would be. Oh God! I That's can't. why I want to be able to jump alternate dimensions. Yeah. Or say had they name. made this? Or had they made this announcement in Lafayette? <laughs> Kofi, Kofi Kingston in the crowd's like. <sighs> You mean, you mean it's not Roman Reigns? God damn it! Give the stone cold. <laughs> what? What? Uh, okay, lowlights for SmackDown Live. Uh, after we're done praising Kofi Kingston. Lowlight, four and a half. The Miz being a super whiny baby. Super whiny baby? Well, he's got number two on the way, so he's just practicing. That's true. He doesn't have... I'm going to dedicate this match to my kid, and then you lose. What kind of man are you? Yeah, yeah, and say, well, that, that's funny. Um, I I, I want to rewind a little bit to Elimination Chamber and say it's really funny when the crowd starts chanting "You still got it" to him, and he's like, "Damn right I do." Damn right. Uh, Until the baby okay. comes out with a whole bunch of neck tattoos, then you find out it's Corey Graves. <laughs> now I'm gonna keep making these Corey jokes in spite of that one dude. <laughs> spite is a powerful tool. Let me tell you. It is. It very much is. Uh, Lola number four. Uh, we mentioned no Ty Dillinger on SmackDown. Where is Rey Mysterio? Booyaka ing somewhere else. <laughs> booyaka, booyaka. Aisle nine. What? Yeah, it could be part of his deal. I mean, it sucks that the guy has been yeah. so good in his return, but maybe that's his deal. He doesn't show up every week. You know what, though? Now, now that I said, ask where Rey Mysterio is, I seem to remember that he there was something in his deal that he was doing for another company that like he would not sign with WWE unless he was allowed to keep that commitment. And I'm wondering if now is that time since I don't think he was on last week. He's not on this week. He's not in any of these matches to become champion or number one contender. So, I mean, obviously it's not the Jericho cruise, but I feel like there's some event like that, that he wanted to be a part of. And WWE was like, <laughs> no, but, but you know, you want Rey Mysterio, you do what Rey Mysterio asks. So I feel like there's something, like there's a reason he's gone. It's not just creative, has nothing for him right now. Um, and, you know, this is one of those times I'm actually okay, because there's so, especially SmackDown, only two hours to try to get yeah. all that talent in. I'm I'm an advocate for rotating people in and out. And if you don't have anything for Rey, don't force it. You know, let the yeah. NXT guys get a little bit more spotlight this week and... Ray gets to rest up or, or Booyaka somewhere else. <laughs> I love that. Or Booyaka somewhere else. Uh, Lola number three, and we were just talking about this. 
with your Tommaso Ciampa. What they're doing with some of these NXT call-ups, I'm not grasping. Like, I thought Ricochet was good. It, it's basically DIY. I mean, not counting EC3 or Heavy Machinery, because no one has any clue what they're doing with them. That's not Tommaso Ciampa. Like, we talked about it. Like, Mark Henry went on record to say, like, Alastair Black was great, Ricochet was great. What the... That's not Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa is Hannibal Lecter. Like... And and they did it on SmackDown, too. Like, they don't... They don't act like the Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa that are in NXT right now. Because mm-hmm. where you said, you know... Uh, smiling baby face for Gargano. That's not really what he's doing right now. No, no. Like, but that at least would have resonated but, with the crowd. Oh yeah, no, no. You're absolutely right. It would it would have been easy to fall back on, but they didn't do that, and they didn't lean into the heel tactics he's been doing recently either. Mm-hmm. So he was somewhere in the like a convoluted middle mess, and Tommaso Ciampa should have killed someone. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't understand that. As as far as WWE is so character driven that the in ring stuff is secondary to to characterization and storylines, right or wrong. That's the way WWE is. So you actually have some pretty strong characters, and this could have been a low light on my list. Uh, Ricochet with the happy go lucky, look where I'm at. You could achieve your dream. You could do anything. What happened to these characters this week? Yeah. Yeah, these are not not the same characters, and I just don't get it. Like, you do have strong characters, so why not use them? These guys can do both, but you focus just on the wrestling, and that's rare in WWE. And this is the one time we're like, "Eh, maybe you probably could have relied on the characters and, I don't know, let them marinate to the new audience a little bit. and, And is it weird that these guys beat what eight of your main roster competitors like apparently not i, I mean I, it i like that it was was it xbox was it bully ray one of those guys talking about no taz i don't know who it was somebody yeah, yeah. somebody's talking about hey this is a wake-up call to the rest of the roster they're bringing up nxt talent and going over on you if you're a main roster star you need to step it up yeah oh yeah yeah and i couldn't agree more you know, like if if you watch NXT, if if you you know religiously and, and you're in the know, and which I think we've come to the assumption that a lot of our listeners are, mm-hmm. they we get it. Like we feel, and, and almost probably too much that that our our guys quote you know DIY ricochet, they they are good enough. They should be beating these other people. They should be Eric Young mm-hmm. or the Bar or Andrade, but. The casual audience has to go, how are all these people winning? How are they beating everyone? I just that doesn't seem like good storytelling, especially if they disappear next week. Or right. it's gonna there, be like there's that. These yes. are great. Poof, they're gone. The follow up is huge. Well yeah. I'm very curious. We we know the NXT follow up with these four superstars, at least for the next month. Yeah. What's the main roster follow-up? Is there follow-up? That is a, a huge question that I really do hope WWE does something with. But to to bounce off of your comments, we know these guys can beat a lot of main roster stars because their characters have been positioned to do so. It's yeah. not like that new air guitar dude, which the crowd's going crazy for, but then loses very quickly. <laughs> if he comes on the main roster, then all of a sudden starts winning, even we would be like, Really? We you like Ricochet, Black, DIY, those guys have all earned the characters that they've built and the yeah. ability to to have these discussions. Can they beat the main roster? But it's the character. It, yeah, obviously we know the talents there, but yeah. WWE trains the main roster fans to to be on the lookout for characters and storylines and gimmicks. And mm-hmm. WWE's not really giving us that right now it, uh, with those four stars. And it's just yeah. odd. It is. Very much so. Uh, something else that's odd. Uh, low light number two. Asuka returns to SmackDown Live to lose to Mandy Rose. Uh, yeah. I don't get it. And I know you need something to do 
for Mandy and Sonya Deville since they didn't win the uh, the tag titles. But Mandy beating Asuka is probably not believable <laughs> or the way to go here. I don't know. That's just me. I, I do hope they have some sort of big picture here. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not just, oh, yeah, WrestleMania is the big picture. I don't <laughs> I feel horrible for Asuka. Uh, nothing against Mandy. Mandy's got oh. a hell of an upside to her. And a hell of a backside. Hey, um, she she's going to be, you know, injury yeah. allowing. She's going to be a main focal point of of WWE for quite some time. So she's got that time, but right now she's nowhere near that level of no. wrestling Asuka at WrestleMania. Maybe this is just a fast lane filler, but even then, just how they're building to it, getting there, yes, is questionable. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Uh, Another one thing is the biggest thing I do not understand. And I read a report that this is actually what they're building towards for Asuka at WrestleMania. Number one lowlight is what the is Lacey Evans doing? I don't understand any of it. Is it she's supposed to be classing up just her appearing on TV is classing up SmackDown Live or Monday Night Raw? We could get into a whole thing. We could get into a whole thing about. The fact that they still have not decided what show these people are on is a whole nother mess. But I, and I think maybe it drives me nuts more because I didn't think she should have gotten called up. And now she's on SmackDown just being insane and just interrupting everything all the time. Which, if that's what it's supposed to be, congratulations, it's working. Because I hate her. On topic, off topic. If you're Lars Sullivan, are you upset that you're you've uh, lost some TV time to these guys, or are you laughing at home like, "Wow, I'm glad I'm not a part of this mess." Uh, I don't know because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> on topic, off topic. If if it's a medical thing, and because uh, I don't know that he's ever, it, it's supposed to be like he has anxiety or mm, something. Yeah, it was really or bad. Something. Yeah, back yeah. in what December ba- or whatever. Yeah, bad anxiety in front of the larger crowds. Uh, that's going to be awful for you to deal with and try to be a professional, uh, a WWE superstar. It might have been okay in NXT when the crowds are smaller, although I would argue that a TakeOver crowd is roughly the same size as a Monday Night Raw crowd. I mean, it's normally the same venue. So, But I, I don't understand anxiety, so I'm definitely not going to speak on it. So... I don't know, but yes, I'm sure he would much rather be on the TV than off the road. We right? don't know the Lars Sullivan situation, no. so I don't want to speculate and, and, and take too much time on this. But I will say the anxiety that <laughs> is being reported for him and this, oh, yeah. lar- uh, competing in front of a large crowd, that could have been the trigger, not yeah. not the everyday trigger. That could have just been that anxiety attacks trigger that day. And, oh, and there right. could be other factors in it. I think that's a part of the mental health that a lot of people don't understand. You're at least, you're brave enough to say you're not familiar with it. You don't understand yeah. it. Me, I look a lot into it because I have it. And a, a trigger doesn't always make sense. But one trigger also doesn't mean that same trigger is going to get you every time. Okay. No, so, that makes complete sense. Yes. So I'm not worried about him being in front of large crowds. But obviously he did have a bad enough attack that they drastically changed plans around him too. Um, So, but yeah, it's, I wonder if Becky maybe was supposed to go the Oscar route before the Becky takeover, you know, of of the world happened months ago. And it just makes you wonder if, you know, WWE doesn't know what to do to fill Oscar's role. Now. I mean, you could argue they never really knew what to do with Oscar on the main roster. But with them wanting to put Charlotte in that main event, which also takes a little bit of wrestling pressure off of Ronda, most likely, the three of them yeah. headlining kind of leaves Asuka in the corner. You don't put Asuka in the corner. No, you don't. And they just don't know what to do. Like, okay, well, we need, like, maybe Mandy beating Asuka is supposed to give us belief that Lacey Evans, that anybody could do it at any day. That That could be true. You're trying to... And my God, how the mighty have fallen if you're going undefeated your entire NXT run for like a year on the main roster 
and then now it's like, well, anyone could beat Oscar on a good night. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. Times change. It's been a couple of years since she's been yeah. on the main roster, Oscar. Now, so you know things have to adapt. Uh, but if Lacey's the challenger, cool. I mean, I, I've heard that you know if WWE, and I don't know if this is true, but WWE yeah. anticipating that Ronda may take at least a few months off, not leave the company, but just take yeah. time off, maybe to have a family, maybe just to rest, whatever. Uh, that the three main female stars that they're going to focus. Becky, Charlotte, and Lacey Evans. Yeah. That's a lot of faith in Lacey Evans. It is, which is weird. Now, if you think about that, now we don't know what show Lacey is on. Two of those are on SmackDown. <laughs> like, Ronda's on Raw. You should probably pick the woman you're basing stuff around to replace Ronda on Ronda's show. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, that yeah, is, there's a shakeup coming. That, that I was just going to say, that's a good point. But the shakeup can correct these mistakes. I wonder if Becky's yeah. moving over to Raw here in a couple months. Ugh. I mean, if you got if you got the most popular star in the industry right now, WWE still loves their Monday Night Show most. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense to move her over. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get more Randy Orton matches on Monday Night Raw here soon. God, I hope so. God, uh, SmackDown hope Live, I gave it a four out of six. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was better. I mean, it's actually yeah. that was a lower score than I would expect uh, you to to give SmackDown, but uh, maybe you're just cranky this week. I could be. That's true. It's been a lot of travel, but it was a good show. I enjoyed it. At Wrestling Audio, if you want to chime in on anything that we've talked about or didn't talk about, uh, last thing, of course, we've got women's tag belts we can't talk about. We'll save that for next week uh, and yeah. see where they're going with that. But I want to talk one last thing. I just read this before the recording. Mm. Uh, Krista Josephs, uh, former writer, uh, for WWE and whatnot, uh, worked with uh, the rock a lot over the years. Well, now is one of the, the, the contributing minds behind Lucha underground. And he was asked by a fan on Twitter this week, Hey, what's the status? I don't want it to be done, but I just want the truth. I want some honesty. What's happening with Lucha underground. And he responded with, I think it's dead. I hope I'm wrong, but I believe it's done. Oh, wow. So even one of the writers doesn't know if we're going to get that season five or not. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so especially when you got like Evil Lee's and some of these other mm-hmm. stars that, that tried to show faith in the company by not opting out, and now they're being held against their will in this company that hasn't announced any sort of future whatsoever. No, no. And, and now you're going to wonder, like, you know, the, the day they make that call that Lucha Underground is dead – you're going to see a whole field of free agents open up and it's going to be a bidding war for some of these people. Absolutely. It's sad to see Lucha underground go, but I would argue it was sad to see what happened to Lucha underground with the, the taping schedules, the Mm -hmm. roster getting smaller by the year, the budget getting smaller by the year. It was a great idea on paper, but it just had a short run. It is. It, it, it didn't find, I mean, El Ray is great. But it needed a, a like an actual television station. Hey, this is the King of the Mountain, Jeff Jarrett. TNA Knockout, Madison Rain. This is Big Daddy B. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Find us on iTunes. Search for Wrestling Audio. Wrestling Audio. WrestlingAudio.com. Subscribe to our feed, then tell your friends.